insane. You keep it so low that we spit in your refrain. Got a story, got a point. If you let them explain, it's the pun of all puns. Get a pun with a pop rain. Rum tap in the vein, and I'm in this brain pain. MHOG secret, leave and stay. You ain't as dope as us, bitch. Stay in your lane. the mhog podcast i am not adam i mean wait no i am adam what am i saying i'm i'm not wayne uh <laughs> it's great it's a great start to this episode great start uh and it's it's gonna be a weird episode i'm i'm adam wayne's not here rum's not here kyle's not here i think kyle's in houston uh wayne has been moving so these, this episode and the next episode are going to be a little odd. Um, I'll discuss the next episode when it happens. You don't need to know about that right now. What you do need to know about is that I do have a guest host for the next, well, technically for the next hour. Uh, we'll get into why later, but let me introduce Mr. Hunter. All right. I, I'm going to do this. I should have mentioned this before. What the hell is your last name? Uh, Fagan. F-A-G-A-N. That's, that's your actual last name. Yes, that is correct. Okay, at one point, did it say Hunter Smith on your on your Facebook, or am I insane? Um, I don't think so on my Facebook. My Skype is like Smitherson or something like that. Maybe that's where I got it from because I have this horrible tendency to forget people's names, and so for the last, well, for as long as I've known you, or been listening to. Uh, by the way, he's he's a, a host of the Unofficial Universal Orlando podcast. Ew. Uh, which I. I don't know if I've mentioned it on MHOG. I do mention it on my other projects, but um but I keep wanting to call you Hunter Smith. And I think I did it on that episode of uh Radio DCP that you did. And I assume it was cause somewhere it said Hunter Smith. Either that or I'm a huge asshole and I've been getting your name wrong the whole time. But okay, so so your name actually is Hunter Fagan. That that is correct, yes. Okay, because Fagan uh it, as, I, as I recall, is actually a theatrical or uh, a uh, a name from a novel. So I thought maybe that that's what you were going for. I think it's. I mean, it's not really a good character, but if I remember correctly, it's a Charles Dickens novel. I, I'm I thought it was certain. like Oliver Twist or something like that. I think it is. I think he's. I think Fagin was a thief. He was a very angry Jewish man. Oh, okay. That's not you. No, no, I'm. I'm none of those things. Usually, anyways. Well, you're more Jewish than you are angry. Um, so in the preface to the novel, he's described as a receiver of stolen goods, but within the text, he is more frequently decided as the merry old gentleman. So I kind of align with that. If that makes you feel any better, it doesn't. I feel like a huge asshole, but <laughs> but that's kind of what what goes on in this episode or, or this show, not this episode, uh, but apparently this episode as well. Uh, so, so Wayne's not here. Hunter is, uh, rum had to go to the airport or something. I, I didn't really, he's, it's, it's rum. He does rum things. So, um, this episode actually, I, I'm, I'm going to edit, uh, air it on Thanksgiving, um, with good reason because, uh, I wanted to 
you know, sort of reflect on this episode, uh, at least for a few minutes. Like, uh, you'll pardon me, audience, if this isn't quite entertaining. But, you know, I think I'm not alone in saying that the last year has largely sucked. Uh, I know for me personally, like I had surgery and, you know, which, uh, you know, I'm fine. It was painful. I'm fine. Um, but, you know, not not a lot of great you know, like it just seems like the last year has been fairly tumultuous, and certainly, we've discussed the election on this on this uh, this show uh, far more than we should for a show that's mainly about you know saying the word pussy and fuck, <laughs> you know, as often as possible. But because of all that, um, it made me think about well, uh, you know, the, the day this is coming out will be Thanksgiving, and and I normally look at. Thanksgiving is kind of a pain in the ass wrapped in delicious food. However, you know, I think for once I'd like to sort of um, take stock of, of what actually is good because, you know, I've been talking to uh, various friends, uh, Wayne included, who, who've had a rough time. But, you know, everyone knows Wayne's mom died, you know, and certainly he's had problems that I don't know if we've got too much into uh, as far as like, uh, the fallout from his mom dying. Uh, however, um, you know, I, I've talked to him and a few other people about like various disappointments. Cause I've also had like personal disappointments with people and, and events. And, um, and I keep telling them all, look, you know, and, and especially like the people who are like freaking out because of the way the election went, like, you know, the world is going to have bad things, it's it that's always going to happen there's always going to be some like big thing on the horizon like oh the world's going to end the world's going to end you know the ancient incans thought the world was going to end you know the uh the original christians the reason that sex is so taboo in christianity is because they thought jesus was coming like next week that's not a joke they thought he was coming like two weeks quite literally he was coming right yeah <laughs> how dare you sir <laughs> merry christmas everybody that's, that's, and all that's... a good night that's someone's Lord and Savior. It's not really mine, but um, calm down no, with they, your they, candlelight processional ass. It's it's trust me. It's it's hardly the most offensive thing that's been said in the last five minutes. Um, no, but uh, but they thought it was they thought it was coming back. So the the reason that that sex is so taboo is that they were like, well, sex is for procreation, and you're not going to have a baby in the next two weeks. So like, keep it in your pants, you know. So uh, there's there's always someone saying that the world's going to end and guess what or it's not going to end you know and uh if you look at or and i'll speak for me personally um before i ask hunter um a lot of good's happened this this year you know my, my little brother got married you know hunter i don't know if you have any siblings we've never discussed that i i have two younger siblings well there you go like it's um and especially, well, if you're if you're the older brother, you kind of, I'm sure you can kind of, I don't know if your your siblings are, are anywhere near getting married, but I, it's it's certainly an interesting feeling to to get to watch your younger sibling, you know, become uh, a man. You know, I don't know if it, <laughs> you might have two sisters. That would be uh, a, a far more interesting experience for you if that's the case. Uh, but. I got to see that, you know, and yeah, Wayne's mom died. But as I was telling him, you know, uh, little Wayne, his son that was born this year, literally uh, within days of the year beginning, 
you know, he, he wasn't planned and, you know, yeah, his mom died, but his son got to, his mom got to meet his son. His mom's wanted him to have a kid since God, since he was like 10. So, you know, he was, he was trying to, uh, she was trying to get him to be one of those, uh, <laughs> those dudes that gets a uh, girl pregnant at 16. And, um, and that's cool, you know, and, and, uh, one of my other best friends, Josh, he's, he got a job that's going to allow him to come home. So I get to see him and his wife and his baby daughter, uh, far more often than I, I, I would otherwise, um, uh, and uh, we'll get into it in a minute. You know, I've, I've got a, a bunch of projects now that, that I, I wasn't doing, you know, a year or two ago. Uh, you know, I've gotten involved with, with trying to do YouTube and it's going slowly getting me uh, camera ready, but, uh, but it is going and it's gotten better. I have noticed you've been plucking your eyebrows more, so that's a good thing. Uh, well, you know, like, uh, I, I, I thought, uh, people only noticed the pubic hair, but yes, the, the eyebrows, I, I do, I do take a little bit of care. I mean, if you keep flossing your teeth with my dick anyways. Wow! Like, <laughs> and he just comes in with it. Wow. Remember that was on. Oh, okay, we haven't actually mentioned the show yet. Never mind. You're gonna have to no. drop that clip in there for them later. I'll have to see if I can get a you a direct line to that. I don't remember that clip at all. I just you don't remember you were... that? It no. was like, oh, finally your dentist is proud of you for flossing. No. Oh, okay, okay. Well, then the joke falls flat. Thought... You're gonna have to cut all this. It's no, I, absolutely not. I thought it was fun. <laughs> I only cut things if, if it's like dead air or uh, or if a guest asked me to, which technically you did, but fuck you, I'm fine. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I you know uh, those were the major things that happened and or the the major good things. And there's like I said, there's always like little good things here and there that happen, um, and that's that's what's important to keep notice of. And I'm I'm very grateful for those things, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the people that listen to this show. It's not a big show. We've been going for a while and our audience, you know, it's not what I'd like it to be in terms of numbers, but at the same time, I'm grateful for each and every, because I know that there are people out there who I hear from, uh, Jeff Carlson, Travis Hemel, you know, those are two guys who pretty regularly hit me up. Uh, to, to let me know they really enjoy the show and I know they're not lying they I, I you know they'll they'll bring up if, if they thought something was funny and then they do try to share the show um, and I'm grateful to, to each and every one of you uh, you know all the all the all the Ingley people out there the that family that wrote us the other day I'm sorry I don't remember your name but you got like 20 minutes on that one episode where we where we sung your praises uh, the Flanagans um, but um, you know, I'm I'm grateful to so much of that because uh, if you know, if I had to sum up the Metal Hand of God podcast, uh, some of you have seen the banner on on Facebook. It says you know, family loyalty, dick jokes. Like that's that's that really is what we are. You know, I uh, above anything else and above worrying about like, oh, can we ever make money off this show and all that? Like, I, it's it's really about that. It's about family and, and trying to make people laugh. You know, the other day, uh, somebody kind of fucked with me, like tried to really tried to embarrass me. And I won't go into the details, but, you know, Kyle was next to me and and he took up for me, you know, and I really appreciated it. But at the same time, like. I've been telling that dude all along when he joined the show um, about a year ago, 
uh, I said, you know, like your family, like the, you're part of our family now. And his brother, Kevin is part of our family. And that's all we really give a shit about. Like none of the other stuff. I don't care. Like if, you know, if you can, if you can make us a fortune or anything like that, if you, if you, if you want to be part of our family, if you want to be part of what we're trying to build, cool. If you're just some dick, you know, I don't, I don't have any use for that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've kind of rambled there, but, uh, is there anything that you're, you're grateful that you'd like to talk about? Um, 2016 has been kind of like what you said. I, I'm reminded of that John Oliver, um, skit from, I think it was last week with the fuck you 2016. Did you happen to see that by any chance? Not a big John Oliver fan, but I think I heard about it. Yeah, so basically he just went around asking people about what was their worst parts of 2016. And you know a lot of people brought up, we lost David Bowie, we lost Alan Rickman, uh, Prince, you know, a whole bunch of different things. There was the Brexit this year. But I guess kind of things that I'm thankful for, the reason I bring that up is um, being a, a Central Florida resident, we did have um, a, a bit of tragedy earlier this year with the the mass shooting at Pulse and, you know, that's completely awful and nothing's ever going to change that. But just seeing Central Florida in general kind of band together to really just envelop each other in loving kindness and everything that has happened since has really been heartwarming. And it's it's something that I keep going back to with the, you know, like you said, the election and everything like that. As long as we look out for each other, everything's going to be fine, regardless of what your political views are, or what your religious views are. Um just take care of each other. And I think Orlando is in a much better shape now, unfortunately due to this, than it has been in a while. So that's one thing I'm thankful for in a really kind of morbid way. Hopefully I'm not too strange for saying that, but. Oh, no, not at all. In fact, uh, you know, it's funny. I was thinking the other day about the way people react to things. Like uh, there was a Facebook, you know, Facebook does the memory shit. Yeah. Um. There was one right after there was that uh, not the most recent attack on France, but the 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 shooting at the concert that uh, I think it was Lamb of God. Yeah. Um, I had written something to the effect of, OK, it's really great that everyone's doing the the we stand with France like Facebook flag thing. But how are you actually going to react in your life? Are you going to react the way you did after September 11th or are you going to continue to attack and cut down each other? And, uh, when that came up on Facebook memories, I reposted it with the, with the caption, guess not, (laughs) you know, um, as sad as it is, like the, the pulse shooting is really the closest we've come to, and I, I realize you probably have a hugely different perspective on September 11th because you're, you're, you're much younger than me. Yeah. And I was actually but, overseas at the time. Um, oh, which, really? which adds a whole nother story. My, my family coming from army, I was actually stationed in Germany at the time. So it was really quite a scary thing to watch happen back home. Keeping in mind, I was nine years old at the time. Well, that makes us scarier. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, I, I was 21, so it, and believe me, it was uh, well, maybe not less, maybe not uh, as frightening as as it was for you, but certainly nothing like that had happened in my lifetime. But um, 
but yeah, like that, that's the pulse shootings, the closest we've come to that where really people, and I don't remember who, but I do remember seeing people who normally, uh, were not advocates of say gay marriage saying, you know, like we stand with you too. Like, like we might not, we might not think you should think you should stand, uh, in front of a preacher with a ring, but you know, we, we care that you're, you're, you, you know, that your life is, 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 as valuable as ours. And yeah. it's really the closest the, the, the sad thing is that, that, that effect was rather fleeting in this, this highly politicized time. But, um, as sad as that was, it was nice to see people stop for a second from what they were doing and say, this isn't right. And, you know, I'm not saying nationwide it's been forgotten or anything by any means. All I'm saying is really that to this day I still see – I mean, even today I have a friend um, who works with me who coming into work today, he wore his Orlando United T-shirt, which is – it's a kind of like a geometric heart that's just in the rainbow patterns. And I still see those shirts all the time. Every night I went to Halloween Horror Nights, I saw at least three of those shirts. So it's even something that's been removed several months on – it's something that's going to stick with people and for better or for worse, um, in my opinion, I guess in this way for better, it is going to stick with people in the sense that we're going to look out for each other, especially in the central Florida area. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like I said, in kind of a weird morbid way, I'm, I'm thankful for that because I haven't seen unity like that. Cause even then, I mean, we were gearing up for the primaries, I think at the time, which was getting still pretty divisive because this whole, political season has been a clusterfuck um so yeah that i'm thankful for um i'm i'm thankful for i'm very grateful for i mean you were just talking about numbers so i feel kind of bad but my my podcast has actually grown quite a bit this year um which is with the the unofficial universal orlando podcast um it's awesome to see a project that you've worked at for so long, I mean, I've recorded over 200 episodes of the show by now, finally not hit its stride, but have such a, a noticeable boost in numbers. Like, that's really special to see people reacting to something you've poured your heart and soul into for so long. And a lot of that goes out to my co-hosts with Darren Lee and Tracy. But uh, that that's a good mention. That's something I'm thankful for. Right on. No, I... Uh... <laughs> there's no reason to feel feel bad about it i'm i'm in a far more broad category than you are it's a uh, uh comedy is in, in certainly something that's uh it like our show is is broad in general like it's it's a little harder to to pick up steam when you're against juggernauts whereas you know y'all still have have to have an uphill battle just like anyone else because you don't have money to to really put into like nationwide advertising and stuff like that. But, you know, um, but it's good. It's good that y'all are, uh, making a little headway. Cause, uh, I know, uh, we, we discussed off air, like how much work goes into your show, which is far more, I keep using the word regimented, but that's what it is. It's, it's very, you know, you plan out segments and you, you write scripts and stuff like that. And anyone who's listened to the show knows that there's, there's, uh, episodes where we don't even, have a single topic going in where we're just like, well, let's just wing it. And, uh, <laughs> somehow or another, we, uh, we managed to come out with, uh, some, uh, as we used to say, radio gold. Yeah. Which but, is, um, which is great. And I, I'm, I'd be remiss to mention, um, part, I guess the reason you're having me on, 
I'm very grateful for the new podcast I, I'm getting going, especially with you and Travis and Kenny uh, with the Grim Grinning Host podcast. That's been a lot of fun, um, and that'll be launching pretty quick. So I'm very excited to get that out to people. That's right. And I've, I've mentioned it on the show. Uh, actually, the last two episodes, I, I devoted a couple minutes uh, on both of them to, to discussing it. But, uh, you mentioned so it Hunter, on your Fantastic Beasts uh, thing as well. Yeah, less less of an audience to that, though. I think that, that one's got five views, <laughs> and you were one of them. I think I was uh, two because it actually buffered at one point, <laughs> and I had to back out and start it over. Sorry. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's far more depressing. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's fine. It's YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just really wanted to get my thoughts out on uh, on that movie. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I mentioned the you know, Graham Grinning Ghost on the last two, but I did want to have you on for uh, a few minutes. Cause first of all, uh, since this is kind of an off episode, because again, Wayne, Wayne couldn't make it. He's, he's out, you know, doing adult things, which sounds completely different than I meant it, but, uh, probably that too. He might be banging Caitlin as we speak. I don't know. Uh, I mean, why not? <laughs> oh, Caitlin. Wait, what? I mean, why not? Something to be thankful I- for. Absolutely. There you, you know, go. That's that's how we pray. But um, uh, so, you know, since since I didn't have any uh, regular co-hosts for this episode, and uh, I did want to, you know, I think the reason that I'm doing this, and I, I I never did anything like this with Radio DCP or what have you, but Grim Grinning Hosts is at least slightly a little more tonally like metal hand of God than it is say your, your regular podcast unofficial universal Orlando podcast. Um, and that it's a little more free form and it's a little more, you can say what you feel like it and don't worry about like if anyone's going to get freaked out, which I was a little bit cause I, I knew you somewhat, but I didn't know Travis and Kenny. So I'm always a little hesitant. Like, I mean, uh, Travis literally sh- starts off episode two with uh, what's up fuckers. So you should have been right at home. Right, but I mean, we started in with a pilot episode where I had literally never spoken a single word to to either of these guys, and uh, so uh, I'm always a little hesitant about that sort of uh, that sort of thing. But it, it really is, and it's it's certainly not not impog. Uh, you're not going to hear uh, at least you'll hear racial slurs, but they're all about English people. Um, but damn, do M-Pog, they make ugly muffins? <laughs> But they're still tasty. Um, <laughs> uh, certainly, uh, the content on Imhog's uh, far, far and away more, more vicious and and uh, hopefully entertaining. Uh, but you know, I I feel like Grim Grinning Host is going to be a little better or at home. So if there's any audience members out there who do like Imhog and are looking for a theme park podcast, uh, maybe you already follow some. Or maybe you didn't realize those were out there. Uh, launching in a couple weeks will be Grim Grinning Hosts, but we're also, uh, this episode is going to have, I, I don't know the exact number of minutes, but I'm leaning towards 40 to 45 minutes of the pilot episode, uh, which technically hasn't aired yet. No. Um, and that's, I mean, that's an episode that pretty much everybody's heard at this point, just for, we did some test listening and everything, and we got a lot of really good feedback on it. The only complaint I had about the the pilot episode is that it did go a little long, but that was like you said, that was the first time you interacted with Travis and Kenny. 
So it was, I mean, I think the total episode came out to almost two hours and these other episodes I'm editing down are coming out to like an hour 10 or an hour. So I think that's going to be much more digestible for people. Well, it was also a matter of, we didn't actually intend to air the, uh, the pilot. Like that was just going to be like, let's get together for like half an hour get a little sense of the chemistry and like, how is this going to work? Is it going to work? Cause it's a different, uh, it's a far different format than, than you're used to. It's a little, like I said, a little close to M hog and that it's, it's just people bringing up stuff they want to talk about. Uh, it's a little more organized than, uh, well, actually it's a lot more organized than M hog is, but, um, <laughs> but you, you're used to more of the discussing news and rumors format, which is what theme park podcasts 99% of the time are. What they typically are, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, I think it's a fun show, and I think that's going to come across. And and uh, like I said, this is only the first 45 minutes, so if you do like it when it does come out, obviously it'll be on the MHOG Facebook page and my, my Twitter and all that. So uh, you can actually listen to the whole two-hour thing. Um, I do want to say this though, and because uh, uh, I know, I think you still have a little bit of nerves about the whole thing, like a like a little bit of nervous. You got to keep in mind after 200 episodes of UUing, uh, UUOP, I've kind of gotten into ebb and flow of things. We were talking about this before I recorded. I know my place on that show, and I know what I'm comfortable with. This is the first time I've hosted UUOP several several times, but I've never been the guiding figurehead of a show. So I'm still kind of figuring out my footing as far as that is concerned. Excuse me. That's understandable. And I, uh, as I mentioned to you, the main reason I agreed to do the show was because you said I didn't have to take any responsibility for anything because I, I, I hate I hate hosting shows. Um, but, but I mean, in that first 45 minutes, what do we cover? We cover Tapu Tapu That Ass. Um, we cover Shaking Your Tits at the, the Fast Pass Plus machine. Um, we call each other a lot of names. There's a lot of quality it's, content it's, there. It's pretty sexy stuff. Well, I wanted to mention to you to, to uh, and and I, I get that like your your fears will never quite be at ease until it's actually on the air. But uh, the there is an unaired M Hog pilot, um, and it I don't even know if Wayne still. I'm assuming I assume he still has the copy somewhere, but. Uh, I had come off like M hog developed out of the BSI comics podcast that I had been doing. And I think I'd only done like 25 episodes at that point. And, uh, Wayne had come on and he, he kind of, we, it was actually for Avengers. He, he helped me review Avengers and, uh, he was like, you know, I want to do this. And, uh, so he got me and the rum guy, uh, but it was supposed to be a bigger show. We were supposed to have like three other people or something like that. So we recorded a pilot episode and I got to say, it's one of the most God awful things you'll ever hear. Like it, <laughs> uh, there was the one guy, Rusty was playing video games. And so not even paying attention to what was going on. There was no topic. There was just sort of an awkward, I, I, I can't even remember what was said. I just remember this awkwardness of us all kind of sitting around, uh, it was the kind of conversation you have in line at a DMV. <laughs> uh, just what number are you? Right. That's yeah. sort of just loose chatter, you know? Well, so... I mean, we, we haven't really gone over it, but our, our show is more or less loose chatter too. So, um, basically the, the idea here is that unlike the other shows, like you're talking about with news and rumors and everything like that, um, grim grinning hosts is, 
purely based around the idea that everybody brings in a topic each week. So the show is constantly changing as far as what's being discussed. We're not going to have a set script. We're not going to have any set dialogue aside from the introduction and the outro um, and the parental advisory at the beginning because, you know, little kids shouldn't be listening to the show. But it's not as explicit as Metal Hand of God, obviously. i got to give you a shout out there. We do have children that listen to this, though. Okay. Um, well, I mean, you got to put your kids we, to bed we somehow. Actually, we actually have a baby uh, that... that... <laughs> That sits there while we're recorded. But funny enough that you mentioned falling asleep, and our audience knows this. This kid passes out listening to us, which is hilarious. Like, he, he just sort of falls limp in his father's arms <laughs> as we record. And uh, it's it's hysterical just because it's, it's just such – it just reminds us of how old we are. That <laughs> like, like, even the most brutal, horrible things that we're saying, the kid's just like, all right, old man. I like to think that's just uh, Dick Clark's ghost claiming another child's soul. Eventually, he'll come back, and he will continue that New Year's Eve countdown. How dare you, sir? My godson will be claimed by the ghost of Johnny Carson, if anyone. (laughs) Got to keep them wrinkles smooth. So I do like Shaggy. So... Uh, so we'll, we'll probably, uh, move into the actual airing of the episode now. I do think, uh, for anyone, because I think, uh, Kenny and, and Travis, and possibly yourself might share this episode. I do want to warn anyone. Uh, it's been pretty tame up until now. I am going to air one of my favorite songs from Mr. Jack Locke, uh, our good friend who's, who's done the show many times, uh, Sleazy Sexy. It's uh, it's the kind of little ditty you can bang your old lady to. Oh. Um, at least peep at her when she's not looking, you know, uh, from, from another man's. It doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, so I'm going to I'm going to. I'm going to play Sleazy Sexy and then go into the episode. Um, and uh, that's probably going to be it. I don't know. Uh, it, I might. I guess I should probably record something saying, all right, that's it. And like, I'll let you know, like whatever. But uh, I'm rambling now. So uh, without further ado, thank you, Hunter. No problem. Thanks for having me on. And uh, listen now uh, for when grin, grin, grim grinning hosts come out to socialize. Oh yeah, everybody knows where the ladies are this time of night. They all with me, baby. That is, they all gonna be with me. Because I got that special soft serve kind of love, kind of oozes all over the place. Yeah, you know what I mean. I know how to make a woman scream. Yes, women screaming at me all the time. My mom's was yelling at me just the other day for leaving the TV tray out. <laughs> but enough about me. <laughs> Let's talk about you. You and me. Now, baby, tell me this. Have you ever done it on the moon? Well, nobody has. Because you need to wear spacesuits on the moon. And that would be kind of awkward and kind of awkward. I kind of wish I hadn't said that. And it's kind of awkward like the feeling you get when I say, I won't be the man in your closet watching you undress. I'm pleased be your sexy, they both start with the nest. And when you turn to ignore me in my line of sight, I tell my friends I was with you last Saturday night. That's right. And girl, when they ask why you're not talking to me, I just tell them that's how I roll. I've moved on to something else already. And they don't need to know that I'm really talking about internet porn. I haven't really lied, 
you know, I was sitting at this same table last weekend watching you dance with your friends. We was in the same room, you know, so provided we're going by Webster's definitions. I really was with you, with you and all your friends at the same time. I want to be the room and you were talking to one of your friends and the whole room goes quiet right before you say something you didn't necessarily want the whole room to hear well that just happened and now I'm that guy and so I try to play it off I say can you believe he told her he wanted to stick it in her ass oh but it's too late in it oh, so now I'm really riding solo tonight baby it's all your loss you know, ain't no woman can love me like I do. I was just trying to do you a favor, share the wealth. So yeah, you damn right, I go fuck myself. And lady, let me educate you on a little fact. I'm so good, I bet you I don't even last 30 seconds. So what you got, I say now. get into tonight's events, let it please be known that Grim Grinning Hosts is a podcast featuring four friends often having exuberant, loud, and sometimes explicit discussion. While the subject theme of GGH is absolutely that of theme parks and its culture, which is generally family-friendly, the language used in the podcast might not be appropriate for all ears, including Mickey Mouse's ears. Consider this your advisory, and if you're still here, let's roll! By the way, I heard uh, I listened to this uh, podcast called uh, Allison Rosen is new, your new best friend. Oh yeah, and they they had a uh, oh I can't think of his name right now. He's a guy that does a podcast called Motherly Love, but uh, he was talking about he he went on uh, to Halloween Horror Nights out in Hollywood, which I, I I only I think UUOP is how I found out that they had that out there, and uh. He was talking about like they since okay it was a bunch of celebrities including uh what's her name that plays Ray on uh Star Wars Force Awakens Daisy Ridley Daisy Ridley so there's there's these celebrities and of course they get like the backstage tour and all that and like the special passes even though it's Halloween Horror Nights and they said that or he said that they went on Jurassic Park out there 
and there was this weird thing where like the water started sinking and they were like kind of just so they're just on the track like the whatever it is the conveyor belt Hmm. and they got stuck like right before it like plummets Jesus. And so there was like 20 minutes and I've I've never heard of anything like this before. Uh and I I was curious to see if I'd hear anything like I, I haven't seen any any mention of it on any any websites or anything like that, but I'm not strangest sure. Thing I've ever heard. I'm not sure if I told Travis about this or if it was Darren. Um they're both luxuriously bearded gentlemen. Um <laughs> fun fact <laughs> when you, Steven sir. Spielberg <laughs> When Steven Spielberg rides Jurassic Park River Adventure, they actually stop the vehicle at the very, very top of the lift hill so he can get off. He doesn't do drops. So I'm wondering (laughs) if it was one of those situations. Oh, no, no, no. They didn't know this was happening. They were freaking out. (laughs) And they were on there for like an hour before they were able to... Uh, uh, Cast members were... Well, what did they call them? Staff members, whatever. I don't know. Team members. Team members. Team members. I always call them cast members because it's the same That's, fucking thing. It's, yeah. just, <laughs> it's Disney. Don't want, don't, don't want Disney to sue. Uh, yeah. they, the team members for some – well, also, like, they were at the top. So apparently there's no elevator, and they had to, like, run up the stairs. So they were on there for between a half an hour and an hour Jesus. waiting for, for – Should have just slid down the drop. That would have been fun. Um, With no water, just <laughs> back against yeah. concrete. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll get off with a uh, chapless uh, or assless chaps. <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights. I don't know. It wouldn't be too horrible to me for, for uh, Daisy Ridley to have some assless Fair chaps. enough, my friend. My Google right. search history would also agree with you. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> what? what? Hello. Should, uh, if this does go live, it should be titled Steven Spielberg is a bitch. <laughs> None of us have introduced ourselves so far. No, no, no. I still have. I haven't even got through the introduction at this point. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. You're good. I mean, you were going at it, buddy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grim Grinning Hosts podcast, a brand new project for members of the unofficial Universal Orlando podcast, the Metal Hand of God podcast, and the In the Loop podcast. My name's Hunter, and I will be your captain of this crude and probably regrettable trip into the world of theme parks and amusement attractions. Alongside me. I have my most faithful partner, a beautiful southern-accented and luxuriously bearded gentleman, uh, Mr. Travis, who you know from the UUOP and Dead Man's Digest. How's it going, guys? I'm excited to have you here, Travis. I'm excited I'm to be here. turned on at that description. Man. Well, <laughs> wait till you hear yours, Adam. Oh, Pipe down. Next up... I have Mr. Sorcerer. Uh, next up, I have Sorcerer. Uh, <laughs> next really up, turned on. I just did the tongue action. Are you drinking too, Hunter? I had cranberry apple juice, and it was freaking delicious. I'll have you know that. Turn it, it up. Um, possibly. It's in my Halloween Horror Nights 26 cup, which I haven't washed. So. Yeah, you're getting the remnants. That's exactly it. Of Kim's drinks. <laughs> Next up, I have Sorcerer Supreme and the ladies' man extraordinaire. Do you want me to call you Buck Lightning, or do you want to go by Adam? <laughs> oh, you, that friend. was me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you know, I, nobody really, like, I introduce myself as that sometimes, but only on the show. But, like, in real life, when people are like, hey, Buck Lightning, I'm like, what? Oh, right. <laughs> It's up to you. I don't. I don't. I, I'm. I'm fine with it. It's. It's a joke that I've taken too far. But 
Yeah, Buck Lightning sounds like my favorite Cedar Point roller coaster. So if that <laughs> makes you feel any better, it's it's actually kind of a joke uh, referencing uh, Usain Bolt. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> idea, okay, the, I get the it. The idea being that Usain Bolt is an awesome name for a president, and I thought I could do better, so I went with Buck Lightning. Usain Bolt sounds <laughs> like a comic book villain. Usain Bolt's a, a an Olympic. Well, Olympic I know that. Yeah. I'm just saying the name. <laughs> I mean, it could be that too. Uh, I'm not that worldly oblivious. I promise you. But uh, up to you. You can go with Buck Lightning. You can go with Adam. I don't care. All right. I'm keeping that all in. Um, (laughs) And he is from the infamous Metal Hand of God podcast. How you doing, Adam? I'm fine. My headphones just popped out. Uh, Are you really fine? (laughs) Sorry, that was my whole microphone. I'm I'm, I'm, good. I'm uh, recovering from surgery nicely and uh, happy to be on like my ninth show. I'm uh, I'm so happy you decided to take a part. Um, uh, you and I have done a single podcast together in the in the past. So yeah, I had to, I had to cancel that show because I got tired of paying for it and just switched to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll uh, we'll throw in links and everything at the end of the show so people know where they can find you. Uh, same thing for all of you guys. And, of course, finally, the most important man of the hour. I have oh, the oh infamous Kenny, the musician, metalhead, and general brutal-as-fuck member from the In The Loop podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <clears throat> wait, Hello. wait, wait. Why is Kenny the most important? Kenny? Because Kenny is probably the most well-composed out of all of us, even though he's the one drinking. Oh, oh, oh. You who, just, says I'm, you, who says you, I'm not? Sir, you're the quiet sir, one. All, all of you, sirs, just need to wait. If you think I'm well composed, you are you are sadly mistaken. <laughs> sadly, I will bring the immaturity to this show. I promise you that. I've never drank with Kenny at Horror Nights, so you don't know what what composure is. No, because oh. they don't have cranberry apple juice at Halloween Horror Nights. And you also don't drink. So, uh, yeah, well, if they had cranberry apple juice, I would drink at Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> So gotcha. just for future reference, any of these podcasts that become a sidebar shit show, it is going to solely be on my shoulders, and I'll I'll apologize in advance. So I, I'm sorry, but not I really beg sorry. to differ. So should I, I change your introduction? Yeah, I'll, I'll second that one as well. Should I change oh, no, no, your you... introduction, Kenny? Should it be finally I have the infamous Kenny, the Stitch's great escape to our podcast here? <laughs> what? Either way works for me. I mean, you can keep the irony of the first one if you'd like. All right. That's a pretty good one. I like that. All right. We're going to keep it. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck it means, but it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> Grim Grinning Hosts is purely based around the idea that theme park discussions should be as fun, controversial, and generally hilarious as the people who take part in the various online communities. We're here to throw a loop in the formula of typical theme park shows. Instead of following, you know, the traditional format of news, rumors, lists, um, sorry, Lee, I still still love you and UUOP. What we're going to do here is a little different. Each week, each one of us is going to bring in a topic that we would like to discuss. The topic can range from anything in the theme park and amusement industry. Say, for instance, I might want to discuss the Hatbox Ghost and his eventual transition to Walt Disney World, while Adam wants to discuss the Candlelight Processional like the good Christian boy he is. Um, we are currently figuring out. <laughs> we are currently figuring out how we will get you. <laughs> you know, my mom, my mother would love to hear you say that. Just for the record. Good. I'm. Um, I'm. 
I've actually doused myself in holy water before I've started this project. <laughs> we are currently figuring out how we will get you, the listener, involved, and we're going to keep you updated as we figure out exactly how we want to go about that. As we gain a little bit more notoriety, um, we might decide to throw up a Patreon just for, for keeping the show afloat because we are going to completely pay for this out of pocket. It's not coming out of UUOP funds or anything like that. So we'll let you guys know. Um, I would love to do listener-submitted topics once or twice a month. So as we figure it all out, once again, we'll, we'll let you all know. All right. So with all the pleasantries out of the way, all the bullshit, let's get this party started. <laughs> These are the three fine gentlemen I submit to you. Like I said, we might have an occasional guest on every now and then, but right now it is the four of us. So, um, yeah. So get used to it. Like yeah. it or not, get used to it. Yeah. How long before we have? How long before we have Leon just to tell us how how how, uh, how much Disney sucks for a straight hour? <laughs> I might get Lee to do the uh, parental advisory. I think that's a pretty good idea. But no one will understand him because he's English. Fair enough. <laughs> All those English words run together. I should mention that Angley is my my uh, racial slur for English people. I was gonna say, did you say Angley? <laughs> yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> From the tribe of Inglis, oh, they, they okay. find it they find it fairly charming from the from the uh, uh, response I've gotten out of it. Oh, that's good. I mean, if you're gonna <laughs> be racist, at least come across as a nice racist. I'm just seeing Adam sitting in front of his TV, best. shaking his head at X Factor. Those damn Inglis. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, no, we uh, I've, I've I've got some some English friends. So sometimes they go on the uh, the other show and. Uh, I get to be mean to them. They're know. fantastic people over there. I'm sure they're going to love us just fine. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I'm actually kind most excited to send the show to Craig Lucas, if that's any indicator. Oh, <laughs> I can, look, I, I, oh. I really like Craig, but it, I, that one's going to have to have like a separate parental advisory. Because, <laughs> good God, like I can't tell you how many messages i've gotten from him about like dog shitting in women's mouths <laughs> oh, God. uh the the dark side of diz after dark um pluto's my got favorite, some hidden fetishes we're gonna let you know all about it my absolute favorite craig story of all time was the time he went to a tampa bay rays game and was eating a hot dog and was so drunk he didn't realize until halfway through the hot dog he was also eating the wrapper <laughs> This was incredible. I almost I almost crashed my car while I was driving. It was such a funny story. <laughs> and Craig's got such a... Uh, I mean, you can't confuse that accent for anybody else. No, I was going to say, if you want to give Lee a hard time about his accent, listen to those guys. Oh, I know. He's, he's like Lurch from the Adams Family with an English accent. It's fascinating. <laughs> I actually think the best part of that story is that Craig Lucas went to a Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I like see. I like to imagine Craig sitting there. He's like, hmm, I'm tired of Magic Kingdom. What can I do today? I'm gonna go to a Tampa Bay Rays game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just think about it. He flew across, well, halfway across the world, and had to rent a car to go to Tampa Bay to see a Tampa Bay Rays 
game. Well, seeing how now he's probably going to hear this, uh, I really hope I was right about that. I, I do recall them talking about going to a Tampa Bay Rays game, and I remember him drunkenly eating a hot dog with its wrapper. So, <laughs> well, you know. if that's not true, I never want to know. I I want to always believe that. I wanted in to fact, live down. I infamy. really hope he's a yeah. season ticket holder now. <laughs> Well, now he has to hear this story, and he has to confirm whether that was true or not. First, uh, first listener to send us footage of Craig eating the hot dog with the wrapper <laughs> on the jumbotron will receive some sort of prize. We'll make it happen. Uh, I'm going to veto that. I don't want any images of Craig Lucas eating something phallic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right. So, you know what? On that note, Adam, what's your first topic for this? Uh, <laughs> get this ball uh, since, rolling since this is a zero episode and we wanted to go light i had a thought i was like funny enough i was listening to uop and it gave me that thought because y'all were reviewing the uh volcano bay like intro tapu, video tapu. They, they put out <laughs> tapu tapu which <laughs> i feel like that might be the weakest part of it like it's oh it's it's a magic band but no it's tapu tapu it's, it's different um no uh but i was listening to it and i was watching the video and it, I'm wondering, and I'm putting this out to y'all because uh, that's what the show's about. Um, is Volcano Bay, whether intentionally, and I assume it is, or unintentionally, is it kind of uh, using an English term, taking the piss out of Avatar Land, since Avatar Land is still not like quite sure when it's coming out or what's coming out on it? And but it sounds like uh, like you know the, the the sand and the writing on the walls and all that. It sounds like it's kind of like taking a swing at Disney and Avatar Land to me. Um, I'll go ahead and hop in here real quick. So on the on the last episode of UUOP, I actually um, to to paraphrase the English or the Ingli and uh, you Adam, um, I I made a comment that Jimmy Fallon sounded a hell of a lot like a bunch of Epcot attractions, and um, this kind of like what you're bringing up the entire time they were talking about this. I was like, this kind of sounds like what they're doing with avatar. Um, I think there's, I don't think the, the relation there it's directly tied into, Hey, we're going to capitalize on the success of avatar land, but I definitely think there's some elements that maybe Disney was working on. I'm not sure saying they got industry leaks or anything like that by any means. I'm just saying, um, but we've heard various things that sound like this coming out of Disney, but we've seen no proof of life from it. Yeah, um, I guess it depends on as far as we know, you guys might know better than I do. Animal Kingdom, are they still going for all the light fixtures in Avatar Land at this point? Like the glowing, uh, is it are, are they actually doing like the glowing floor like was talked about previously? Like the, like the bioluminescent stuff? Yeah, uh, I believe so. But on that note, didn't um, Universal like a few years ago, kind of patent that whole glowing sand type Yeah, deal. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the glowing sand that I assume is going out near the wave pool, um, that was a patent that they filed, I want to say, as much as like three years ago at this point. Yeah, it was a while ago. Well, how long is Avatar Land? Four years? Like, it's it's pretty close. Like, <laughs> Who knows it's gotta be It's got to be three or four years that they've been working on this. To be honest, Volcano Bay will probably be closed down by the time Avatar Land opens. <laughs> you know, part of me hopes so. <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty badass, dude. Just, yeah. just like seeing the, you know, riding down I-4 coming from like Disney side, heading east towards where I live. Um, 
even not finished, not lit up or anything. It's it's a big, big structure. So I can't imagine how cool it's going to be driving down I-4 when it's all lit up and, um, you know, it's it's going to look pretty damn badass. So I'm excited to see that because it, it kind of like crests over like I-4. Like you're kind of – it's off to the left-hand side and I-4 kind of goes off to the right of it. So – it's it's definitely going to be a sight to see when it's done. I just Especially at night. I can't wait for one of those linear induction uh, induction motors to send some hapless tourists straight <laughs> onto the highway course. down their raft. <laughs> well, since y'all have uh, y'all have all seen it, I, I haven't yet. It's it's been uh, last time I was in Florida was New Year's Eve, so this was before the volcano bay really started being constructed it's um, gigantic yeah it's well huge. my question is is there a perfect angle to take a photo where volcano bay is is sort of silhouetted by the holy land experience <laughs> uh, like post-apocalyptic uh, are we going for a sodom and gomorrah type relationship here not I really always do. Be, not really because <laughs> of the way it's situated it's situated on kind of the like if you're i don't know it's kind of hard to describe with the I usually take the exit after Kirkman. It's kind of a wraparound. Yeah. And it's like off to the left-hand side. Like if you're looking at Cabana Bay, it's like right off to the left-hand side of Cabana Bay. It like, passes by Sapphire Falls and all that, right? Literally right next to the Sand Lake exit pretty much is mm-hmm. the best way I can describe it to you. It's basically, as far as I can tell already, the volcano itself is pretty much going to be as iconic as when you're coming to the resort and you see the Hulk or you see uh, Dr. Doom. I mean, it's going to be every bit as much a visual icon as anything else in that resort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's badass, dude. And dare and I say night, it's, it's just going to look incredible. I think it's actually going to be their most impressive quote unquote weenie by the, by the time everything's said and done. I think that volcano is just going to absolutely shatter. I mean, I love the white house at, I love the White House. Uh, well, that's debatable. I love the lighthouse. <laughs> I uh, I love the globe. But, it's going to um, be huge. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to build a wall around I-4, and Disney's going to pay for it. <laughs> um, I, I love those two icons. I love the lighthouse. I love the globe. But the volcano is going to be something special. And, you know, we've seen volcanoes before. I mean, we've even got, what is it, um, Mount Tilly and Mount Gushmore for the Disney yeah. parks, but this is a oh, totally yeah. different ball game in my opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm actually a big water park fan, so I'm I'm especially interested in this and, you know, the Disney water parks are are up there for me. Uh, I'm really more of a Typhoon Lagoon than uh than uh what's uh, Blizzard, Blizzard Beach. Beach. I'm a Typhoon yeah. Lagoon guy too. I love the water coaster there. I think it's awesome. Yeah, they, well, that's kind of the thing. The Crush and Gushers sort of, well, crushes everything else, especially now, now that, and I'm not a Summit Plummet guy because I'm afraid of heights, but now that Summit Plummet's not working. And that's another thing. I noticed that the the Volcano Bay is going to have a Summit Plummet-esque uh, attraction as well. It, so it feels like they're really like laying it in, like taking shots at Disney with with Volcano Bay. Well, we we brought this up on the show too when we were talking about Tapu Tapu. We were talking about um, kind of Universal taking a step back and then being able to say, okay, well this worked for Disney. What components can we take? If this is the best emblemation of 
uh, Typhoon Lagoon and um, When Wild and Blizzard Beach, then I think a lot of people are going to be very, very happy. Almost likely. And by the way, Tapu Tapu should totally be just like a little totem that, that hangs on a necklace. Like it's, it just, it, 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 the, the wristband thing just doesn't, it doesn't jive to me. No, it, it absolutely should be a little wooden carved totem. Kind of feels like they're biting off the magic band a little bit doing the whole wristband thing. They it, are, but it also, it looked from the video as if like Tapu Tapu is going to be a little wider, kind of uh, more uh, ostentatious. Yeah. I think they had to do it wristband because of the, you know, the things that you kind of wave your hand in front of. So, I mean, if you kind of had to wave a necklace in front of something, it might be kind of. No, awkward, you can like shake maybe. your tits. Like it's, it's, gonna... <laughs> I, I, I assume y'all are like slightly overweight and or, I'm well, massively overweight. Th- those two not... are the slim ones. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a bit heavier. So. Well, I, I weigh as much as all three of you. So. <laughs> so Adam, let me ask you, are you a little bit worried with the proximity to SeaWorld? If you ever do do the uh, summit plummet attraction, you ever worry I... that. I've never done SeaWorld. you never done SeaWorld. My, in the two plus dozen times I've been to Orlando, including the two times that I lived there, I'm not, uh, first of all, not a big fan of like paying money to see animals. Like I'm just not that guy. Like it's, it's fine. Like when I go to animal kingdom, I specifically pass up the animals. Oh uh, really? Animal Kingdom's probably my favorite park at this point for Walt Disney world. <laughs> I'm I'm older than you. I'm a, I'm an I'm an Epcot guy. Okay. Why are you hating on animals, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Going to kick you off the show. You I, and I your tapu tapu. <laughs> I don't. I, I like to be the uh, the top of the food chain in any situation. That's, <laughs> that's why I, I specifically hit on teenage girls. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we'll cut that out. <laughs> oh shit! No. <laughs> Don't. So, um, um, do you do you nah, go on dinosaur and you just kind of put your hands over your ears and you're like, ah, I'm still top. No, no, <laughs> I go on dinosaur and complain that it's not the Indiana Jones attraction. Hey, you and me both, brother. Oh, uh, I got a friend that's always like, oh, it's the best ride. I'm like, it's it's a half-assed Indiana it's Jones. It's not Indiana Jones. Jones. I like dinosaur, but I've not been on Indiana Jones, so. Well, a lot of people haven't because it's it's the one thing that – and, I mean, obviously uh, Disneyland has a few things that Magic Kingdom does not, but that is the one thing that I think everyone who's been to Disneyland and, and loves Walt Disney World more, just like, please, God, at some point, just give us the damn attraction, you know? Yeah, and, I mean, there's been rumors for, what, like 15 years at this point that they were going to demo Indiana Jones' uh, stage show and put that back there, but... Yeah, but how how much of that is wishful thinking? Because All of it's wishful thinking, in my opinion. (laughs) I think everyone does the Indiana Jones uh, stage show and goes, that was really cool. Now what? Now I never have to see that again. Pretty much, unless it's really hot outside and, you know... So... Adam, quick question, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad to ask this question because I feel like this is a good time to kind of get to know each other a little bit on the first episode. Um, your reason for not being to SeaWorld, uh, aside from just not being a big animal guy, um, are, you, are you big into the roller coaster stuff, or are you more or less just like more of a heavily themed ride kind of guy, a dark ride kind of guy? Where do you sit with um, like roller coasters? Uh, well, 
Okay, so <laughs> I've been on Incredible Hulk several times. Not crazy about it because, again, I'm, I'm afraid of heights. Like, dark rides don't bother me whatsoever because it, it takes away the, the the visual, like, psychological component. Um, but, like, uh, there's there's you have no chance of ever getting me on a – oh, God damn it. What's Lee's favorite ride? <laughs> Rip uh, Ride Rocket. Rip Ride Rocket. Yes. Okay, I'm going to warn y'all in advance. My brain, <laughs> no work sometime. <laughs> uh, so uh, simple things that I'm trying to think of escape me quite often. Uh, so, yeah, like Rip Ride Rocket, I'll never do. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of everything. Like, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of complaints about Universal's, like, uh, screen attractions and all that. I don't care. Like, I just want a fun experience and I, and I'll do it a hundred times if I love it, you know? Yep. So it, it really doesn't matter. I, I know that SeaWorld has attractions that I would enjoy. I've seen them and, and oh, that looks really cool. But, uh, and, and bear in mind this also y'all, you know, I know Hunter's uh, a little North of, of y'all, but, um, I'm much farther away since I don't live there anymore. So, if I'm going to Florida, it's okay. How many days am I going to spend at Disney? I need at least a day or two. Uh, Kenny, Kenny's out of state oh, yeah. too. Kenny's just, way know. more north of us. He's in oh. Chicago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Kenny's a little ways out of town. All See, right. I, I was, I was, I'm going to be bringing probably the most roller coaster aspect of this show because that's really all I got up here, guys. I don't yeah. have. Uh, I gotta. I gotta make special occasions to get down to uh, sunny old Florida. Don't oh, get me wrong. So my favorite kinda, place in the world, but I got nothing but roller coasters up here. Well, you're in my boat then too, right? Like when you when when it go, when you go to Florida, you kind of have to like make decisions. Like, what am I going to add in? And if it's if it comes to SeaWorld, like I I guess if I had ended up living there long term, which was a plan at some point, um, I'm sure I would have I would have gone to SeaWorld, and I probably would have gone to push uh, um, gardens push gardens as well you know but yeah. it just you know you only have so much time and I, i'm definitely for all those two plus dozen trips most of those are literally between two and four days like i'm i'm up yeah. there let's 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 get going and then we got to go home i'm so, with you so i would you think i would actually urge you adam if you ever get the option to it's a little bit further away but i would much rather i think you'd have a better time at bush gardens than you would at sea world in my personal opinion. Yeah, well, you know, uh, funny enough, Darren had mentioned that uh, Halloween-themed laser tag, uh, like, uh, event that they that they have at Bush Gardens during, during what, Halloween What was that time. called, Travis? That, that's at Howl's oh, Scream, right? That was uh, zombie. Zombie Outbreak or something like that, and it fucking sucked this year. Oh, it was the worst. Ooh, really? Fucking horrible. Horrible. Now, I will say there's a lot of similar attractions actually in Orlando now. Like, I think, um, what's that place called? The the Artagon Marketplace. They've actually got their own laser tag zombie attraction. So it's oh, something shit. we're seeing more and more of. That place is so weird. The Artagon? Yeah. Oh, it's, Gods it's and part, Monsters is an amazing store. Well, but it's like, it's mostly a flea market, but then there's like Toby Keith's I Love This Bar. No, that's now closed. You're me that's gone. Oh, it's been it? gone. Yeah. I think, I think it must have closed everywhere because the one in New Orleans never even quite opened up. Yeah, the one uh, up here in Chicago closed. I think they were having tax problems. I love being bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't we all? Uh, no, but it's a weird place. Got to pay off those student loans somehow, right? 
<laughs> but you have like church choirs singing in the middle of it and and then on off to the right one of the one of the vendors was like selling stolen art I was, <laughs> didn't they have that don't they have that uh indoor uh, kind of climbing jungle gym type thing. Yes. Somebody yeah. died like last year. And the probably. the best part is, if I remember correctly, it's like right above the food plaza. Yeah, <laughs> didn't somebody fall off that and die? If I'm not mistaken, somebody uh, fell off there. That's possible. Well, I mean, well, actually, isn't that for kids? If somebody died, it would have been a child. I thought they had like harnesses on last time. I no, was it's there. it's it's a big thing. I don't think it's for kids. I'm sure kids can go on it, but it's pretty high up. It's. I think it's suspended from the ceiling. So, so Adam, what do you think? Will you do like dark roller coasters, like Mummy or Rock and Roller yeah. Coaster? Since you can't yeah, really love, see the heights, I, of... I do. I do dark rides. Uh, I do love dark rides. And don't get me wrong, I'll I'll, I'll try anything. I've, I've been. I think Rip Ride Rocket's the only thing at Universal that I've ever just said, no, nah, not doing it. Uh, I once got forced to do uh, Doctor Doom's Fearfall by an old woman. Mm. Uh, she was, uh, it was actually what? a team member. I well, I was, I was, I was walking, it was a team <laughs> member. I was walking with some friends and I was just going to follow them to the queue and then I was going to leave because those rides are literally everything that I'm afraid of. There's, yeah, there's right. no, there's no joy to it. It's just literally dropping you. And, uh, this, the team member at the front was this old lady and she, she was like, uh, all right, you sit there. And I was like, no, ma'am. I'm, she was like, you sit there. I said, well, ma'am, I'm gonna. And she said, "You sit there." And what are you, got... pussy? <laughs> Actually, it was more like she was gonna punch me in the face if I didn't do what she told. Sit down in the goddamn chair. <laughs> so, at the age of 22 years old, I got on and I was. I had my eyes closed the whole time. It's uh, it's know. literally like a 20 second ride. Like it's amazingly short. So let me ask you real quick: If you don't like those types of attractions, just yes or no, Tower of Terror. I've done it. I'm not crazy about it, but I've done it. It's it's. I think it's where even if you're afraid of heights, I think Tower of Terror is worth it because of the the theming. As number one, the theme it, that has the best theme of any attraction, in my opinion. And I'll I'll even maybe go so far as including Hogwarts and uh and Hogsmeade. Ooh, uh, those it's, those it's, are big words, it's, my friend. It's pretty good though. It's, it's no, it's, there there's no denying there. Like it definitely tracks my right, top good. three. But then the the little ride as you're going through the Twilight Zone itself also I think uh, mm-hmm. all that's really really like worthwhile. So, it, I, but I think anybody should do everything once unless there's just some reason why you, you just can't handle it. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, this is a good place to express some controversial opinions. Um, doesn't affect me, so I guess I have a little bit of bias judgment. I'm actually very very interested to see what they do with the Guardians of the Galaxy overlay on California. I think it throws mm. their theming completely to the wind that they've done with Hollywood street. But, um, I think it's going to mm. look like a dumpster fire outside, but I'm very interested to see what they do inside. Well, it, it, it is Southern California. So there probably are people with dumpsters on fire. <laughs> <laughs> dumpster Mike. Well, I, Oh, is that a helicopter? Get to the chopper. Are they looking for you, Adam? Yeah. No, they're looking for me. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm recording outside. <laughs> You're good. Um, so, um, I, uh, on the subject of that, uh, I love Guardians of the Galaxy, but I hope 
to God that that's kept in California and does not come to Florida. From what I understand with the contracts, which all that's up in the air, because I'm still hearing that attraction's coming to Epcot, um, taking over Ellen's Energy Adventure, um, we're not going to see it here. Yeah, but don't I, fuck with Tower of Terror here. I don't care if it goes in Epcot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I can, you know, Disneyland's issue is always space, though, whereas Walt Disney World... They'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, right. what is it um, for, I think, the Indiana Jones adventure? It's like a mile and a half outside of the park or something like that. I wouldn't even doubt it. It's a huge distance. Like, there's a gigantic queue for that attraction. Hmm. Oh, it's been a while since I've been there. I, you know what? Um, I'm curious, you know, if you think about the, uh, the, like I said, the little Twilight Zone part where you're you're sort of going through tunnels and stuff like that. And there's all the lights. The fifth dimension. Which apparently Travis is traveling into right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to overlay the Doctor Who theme on top of these segments. So, yeah, I, I don't blame you. Sometimes I, I don't have time to mow the lawn either, and I got to <laughs> multitask. I'm multitasking, man. Come on. Uh, no, but I was. That's thinking, actually like, the you... uh, the strength of the shaver that Travis is using to trim his facial mm-hmm. hair. <laughs> it's still not working. Uh, uh, I was thinking about the um, the the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and there's the section where they're in the, I guess it's like a uh, a watchtower or something like that in the in the prison, but then it it starts floating, and I'm wondering if that's going to be what they do with with the uh, with that section of it, where it's going to be you're you're in the little. I don't know what to call it, the little tower piece that, that, that moves. Well, they've already come out, and they said they're theming the whole thing to the Collector, correct? Which is Benicio uh, Del Toro's character. Yeah, I think I think they did. So I imagine that's going to be like actually prison, inside. Um, I mean, as far as like the queue and the theming inside, it's going to be the Collector. But I don't know what they're actually going to do for the ride itself. That's going to be interesting. Has any of this actually been seen, like, in any of the movies? Because I haven't seen any of the movies. Sorry, guys. Yeah, you've seen everything that we've discussed um, has been in the movies. Okay, and that's going to about do it, uh, both for the MHG podcast and Grim Grinning Host. That is uh, a small part of the pilot. The pilot ended up being a lot longer than we expected, uh, just because we were having a lot of fun. The regular episodes are probably going to be close to an hour, but... Uh, think that gives you a little taste of it like i said it's it's certainly a theme park podcast but it does have a bit of a uh, metal hand of god in there just a bit right, so i hope you enjoyed this the next episode is going to be also a little different um but uh it's a uh, part of it's going to be a clip show and uh there will well you'll see there's no point in me talking about this at length but uh all right so thank you uh and again Thank you all so much for for listening to the Metal Hand of God podcast. And, uh, all right. Uh, you know what, folks? Keep it family.
手机。